one. Man, Aaron Rodgers is uh, an anti-vax king. So that's something that uh, I've always been a fan of Aaron Rodgers personally, but uh, just became a bigger fan because he uh, for anyone who doesn't follow football, because there's some people that don't like this is basically like I'm trying to say this is probably like in another sport or uh, let's go to like film or something. This would be like Leonardo DiCaprio saying like, I'll never take a vaccine for film. You know what I mean? Like I'll never do that. Yeah. Or um, even then he's probably more essential to football than Leonardo DiCaprio is for film. Like you. Uh, oh, yeah. So, so Aaron Rodgers goes on Pat McAfee show. He's very good friends with Pat McAfee. Um, so he always goes on there to like air out his dirty laundry. Um, Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID and everyone's like, oh, he's vaccinated though. Right. Because we all thought he was, and I've been following this, like, a, you know, I, I've been having my ear to this. Like I thought I had everybody noted and, and thought everybody was spoken for, but he said, uh, he had basically the green Bay Packers in the NFL knew he was unvaccinated, but like the media didn't. And you know, the media, they throw tan- temper tantrums when they don't know something that the NFL does or, or, uh, or mm. something. So he has to miss this game. It's a huge ordeal. And uh, he goes on Pat McAfee and uh, drops a Joe Rogan reference, which is like absolute, like just blow darts into the ear of media headlines for days. Yeah. You have your Ben Baldwin. (laughs) Yeah. All the Elizabeth Warren supporting NFL media now, which is that's what that's what the NFL media is now is Elizabeth Warren supporters that are that are on from SB Nation and Deadspin. They are the ones who said, (laughs) oh, my God, he took horse paste to get over COVID. And meanwhile, Meanwhile, the whole time he's conducting a perfect interview with Pat McAfee with COVID and people are like, oh, my God, he's going to need a ventilator. He's so stupid. And he's like, he's like on the couch. He's like, yeah, I'm not even sick, but like, you know, I'm just I'm chilling. But yeah, unbelievable stuff. From the five to the six, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby, I can't do that shit. And I don't never vote because I'm fucking broke. And either way, I know the police ain't going to leave me alone on a plane by the Like his teammate, his wide receivers test positive who are vaxxed or something. Exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. Is the week before, Devontae Adams <clears throat> and Alan Lazard had to miss the game for COVID-19. So it's fair to su- surmise that maybe if, if he's going to get COVID from anybody, it's probably his wide receivers that he was practicing with. So the vaxxed people, and uh, this is per, for uh, per pro football talk, and Hayden knows Mike Florio sucks, but Mike Florio did report this, that uh, <laughs> that you know, I have to take him at his word for this. He reported that NFL doctors told, well, Aaron Rodgers claims he was told by NFL doctors that, uh, that vaccinated people cannot catch or spread COVID. They like told him that. So then he got it from his vaccinated wide receivers. <laughs> like it's, it's so funny. It was literally in the I'll huddle. It COVID's like COVID's in the huddle. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and to me, I'm like, who gives a shit? Like, let's just, the show must go on. I don't even care about any of it, to be honest. Like, as yeah, far as yeah, like, yeah. like, I'm not like, oh, this guy should miss time. This guy shouldn't, but who cares? Yeah. But, uh, um, Hayden, your thoughts on any of that? Oh, look, I think that the fact that he has um, produced like a different set of views and everyone is shocked and outraged by, you know, 
it's just a difference of opinion. It's, it's his choice. Um, he made a very good point about the idea that, you know, health isn't a one size fits all concept. Mm-hmm. Um, health is something that is very individual bodily autonomy, uh, my body, my choice. Um, it doesn't seem to apply to COVID. No, not at all. Not, not at all. And he's also married to Shailene Woodley, who's an actress, mm. very famous actress, a uh, big, big little, I don't know if he's married. I, I know he's like going to have a kid with her though. And, uh, Engaged but, or something yeah, like something yeah. they're, they're committed. And he, uh, she's like, she, she was interviewed about like COVID and she's like, oh yeah, I make, I, I, I make my own cures, which is so based to say that like, <laughs> as like a Hollywood actress, she's like, no, I, I just, I make my own cures. And, uh, the, I figured out. Yeah, yeah. The Santa, yeah. The Santa, <laughs> very tone deaf. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Which I'm like, I'm, hey, works for me. Like, because uh, I kind of agree with her there. But she, uh, she was saying like, so basically they're they're together. He was worried about sterility, getting sterilized from the vaccine. Which hey, who knows? But he uh, ends up, uh, or she she ended. There's an article coming out now. It's like it's misogynist. This is where we are right now. It's misogynist to blame Shailene Woodley for Aaron Rodgers not getting vaccinated. However, we do not know if Shailene Woodley's vaccinated. So if she's unvaccinated then it's therefore not misogynist to say it's her fault i believe is there is the media's take now it's it's um it's it's insane where we are right now and really it's like what's the the sweaty yeah Yeah. it's the sweaty button guy uh, meme like blame blame the anti-vaxxer chick or like bcb misogynistic to a woman (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, the rules are on yeah like you said totally on the spot yeah it's like why can't we uh, nobody died during the nfl last year that's why like i come to realize if we act like we lost like five linemen uh you know what i mean like oh man like you know the, like they have a vietnam war veteran like wall for all these people like who we lost in the covid year of the nfl it's nobody nobody died so like these players i guarantee you 80 percent of these players didn't even want or like what I have, to, I have to get this shit even if they thought it is inconsequential didn't have fears about it but like wait i gotta get this shit now you know what i mean and i don't, I don't know man i didn't want to spend too much time on that because we do have an australian correspondent here um funny story we didn't know each other through this type of stuff. We knew each other through through Raiders football. Raiders been through a bad week. Been through a bad week. I'm going to talk about that on other things. Tough <laughs> week. There's more oh, yeah. more news dropping right now that sucks. Like yeah. about the Raiders. Wait, what? Like, what? Uh, Damon Arnett like literally did the same thing. I think because like Henry Ruggs. Jesus. Like yeah. And no, I don't know what it was. I think he like hit somebody and some lady suing him, and then he was like sending her threats or so. I haven't even read. I'm. I don't even. Here's the thing. I don't care. Damon Arnett sucks. So like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like I'm just like, deal. whatever. Yeah. I'm like, like, yeah. Yeah. Henry Ruggs is setting combine <laughs> combine records on the expressway. And like, yeah, that's what happens when you drive all vaccinated. That's all I'm saying. But yeah. uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> nonetheless, <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they didn't mention the BAC, but they don't mention the graphene oxide. Yeah, the BAC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, they didn't mention yeah. that. Yeah, it could have had an adverse effect. You don't know. But uh, <laughs> so Hayden is Australian, as you may have told, uh, been able to tell. Uh, Australia, we've done an episode on that. However, we we were just kind of speaking on it from thousands of miles away. We didn't know anything about it. We just seen stuff we'd seen on TV. But uh, Hayden, you're going through your own predicament with this stuff right now, and I'll, I'll leave it to you to say what you want to say about it um, because Australia has different rules. Uh, they're I mean, I, we're, I'm not really allowed to say half the stuff that we say on here, but I think we skate by. But like, he's really not allowed to say certain things. So first off, before you even go into your situation, like what, what I think people will be interested to know, like what the freedom of speech rules are about Australia, if there are any. Look, freedom of speech applies, but it doesn't seem to apply to healthcare professionals at the moment. 
So um, I'm a doctor of chiropractic. I graduated um, with a Bachelor of Health Science and then did a Master's of Clinical Chiropractic at RMIT University in Melbourne, Australia. Um, graduated in 2015. Um, my wife is a fellow chiropractor. Um, she graduated in 2019. Um, my father is a chiropractor. He graduated from um, same university that I went to back in 1984. So Damn. Um, I come from a very chiro- uh, an extensive chiropractic background. Um, and I've grown up very much with the idea of my body, my choice. Um, health is not a one size fits all concept and everyone should be able to have the freedom to choose. And that's not to say that we should be encouraging people to do one thing or another. It's just saying whatever decision that you make, we will support you with that. And we hope that you're doing Mm -hmm. something about it regardless. Um, When it comes to healthcare Mm -hmm. in Australia, there's a a regulatory body called um, APRA. It's um, AHPRA. It's Australian Healthcare Practitioners Regulatory Association, something like that. They're the people who govern our registration. So they're the people who I need to um, like give my credit card details every once a year to make sure that I get registered and that I can still practice. Mm. And mm. Um, if people have a problem with me as a practitioner, they have to put it, they put in a complaint to this organization and then they're legally obliged to investigate us. Damn. And Damn. Um, in, oh, I think it might've been February this year. It might've been earlier. It might've been earlier. I'm not really sure exactly, but a, a blast email came out from APRA and it, pretty much said, look, if you, um, as a healthcare practitioner, provide information that is contrary to what is in the interest of public health right now, that is contrary to what the government opinion is um, on health, contrary to what your board, um, so there's a chiropractic board of Australia, a medical board of Australia, so whatever your board's position, if you have an opinion that's contrary to that, and if you Um, share that with your patients in um, a practitioner patient setting well you're in violation of you know your code of conduct and you can be up for you know potentially losing your registration among other things severe fines um yes we we, we can't (laughs) we can't really share our opinion even if it has met like science behind it if it is not in the um same lane as what the government is projecting so they really can just say look this is all you can say and if you want to say anything else you really the only thing you can say is look i'm not allowed to say this and you just leave it at that and so it's very hard to have a conversation with your patients about it and the the way that i stay out of it is really well i have to say look it's not within my scope of practice and and it really isn't you know i'm a i'm a chiropractor i'm uh, I'm just um trained in helping um people be able to um improve their nerve system function. Okay. Um, I'm a musculoskeletal practitioner. I'm not in the, I'm not an immunologist. I'm not a, um, a medical practitioner that. Well, thank has, God. Cause um, you know your shit. Yeah. But <laughs> look, we have, we have to know a lot of things, you know, like the, if you look at the, the curriculum, the way that we study over a five-year period to get our, like to get my bachelor's and then my master's it's, it's quite involved. And I mean, I could run, I, I would be willing to bet a lot of money that my anatomy and physiology knowledge would run rings around a traditional MD who sits there at a desk prescribing, you know, whatever for, for a living, you know, and they sit there on their yeah. computer and they type out, okay, you need this prescription for this. They would be able to run rings around me on terms of pharmacology and the understanding of how drugs interact 
Um, but in terms of, you know, your basic anatomy and physiology and, you know, where things are in the body, how the body works from a physiological function perspective, you know, I'd, I'd like to back our, our knowledge because it's pretty extensive. Interesting. Yeah. So, so, okay. So now let's fast forward to, yeah. um, we're going to be jumping around chronologically here because we'll talk about the lockdown mm -hmm. later, but chronolo I'm assuming the lockdown happened first. And then of course, when the vaccine rollout happens, um, yeah, so who came so, to you to told you you had to, like so when did you find out like i okay i'm gonna have to take this or or this is going to be a thing for me to continue okay so the way that it works um, in australia is that even though we're one country it's very segregated so every mm. you might as well consider that every state and territory in australia is in essence a different country right. they have different rules um different healthcare regulations different um border re restrictions so for instance in south australia right now you can um you can track like where i am i'm in adelaide um i can travel to you know queensland which is another state and i don't have to quarantine um but if i come from like new south wales for instance i need to be um, vaccinated double jabbed and then i need to be able to quarantine for 14 days coming back from new south wales after the after the vaccination even it, vaccinated it, 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 right now even if you're vaccinated the, oh the, the rules are just it's so contrary to you know anything that makes logical sense it, it it makes no sense whatsoever and people are starting to get sick and tired of it and um you find that what's happening at the moment is um, the politicians are waiting for their elections to happen, making sure that, you know, people panic in Australia. We've been conditioned to believe that one case is one case too many of COVID. Yeah. Regardless mm -hmm. of, mm -hmm. regardless of um, the, uh, the likelihood of there being a significant adverse um, reaction to like, a health complication resulting from COVID or mortality due to COVID. Um, but people are, inherently afraid of one case until we reach certain thresholds of vaccination rates and that's what the, um, the politicians are currently pushing wow so yeah so that's kind of kind of kind of mm. an interesting parallel the politician narrative that's kind of the same thing here like we have the gubernatorial elections like for states and that's kind of like the the, the hot topic thing among, amongst a couple other places so you basically you feel like a pawn essentially now is there an opposition politically to uh the vaccine like or not at least no, the mandate it, of the vaccine no oh, look it's the two main parties in australia are the are the liberal party and the, the the it's called the coalition they're the liberal national party and then you've also got the australian labor party so they're um essentially one side's you know center left one side center right and but when it comes to this they're both in the middle um they're both, it's a bipartisan agreement and anyone who spouts any opposition to um, the idea of mandatory vaccination, um, they're, they're ostracized. They're put in, you know, your far right, um, you know, nutters, flat earthers, that, they've, that those people mm. have literally no idea. And they don't. And Australia wouldn't exist opinion. if the earth was flat. We have that correct, right? So that's really an well, insult exactly, in yeah. Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's like, you know, what, are you, what are you really trying to say, pal? Yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you're trying to say <laughs> we don't exist. Yeah, 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 yeah that's interesting. So sorry to go, job. Go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 you're all right. Yeah, yeah, it's so there's. OK, so you you basically are, were faced with a decision that you have to make, but it doesn't really sound like a decision. Right. And there's a lot of people like that here with the yes. Biden mandates, the same same concept where it's like, oh, no, you you can choose to not get it. 
um, but you, you won't work. And you can't even get food. And like I'm just in America, I don't know if you've seen the supply chain stuff. It's tough to even get food in a lot of states right now because the supply chains pictures, are so, yeah. so messed up. So it's like even the vaccinated people can't even really get food right now. It's not even like an <laughs> issue with that. But it's like now you extra be able to not go certain places. Now, is that kind of the same thing in Australia or is it even more like draconian in a sense? Look, uh, what what we're getting to the point of um, there's going to be vaccine passports introduced here in the coming weeks. It's already introduced in New South Wales and Victoria. So um, once 80% of the population in a certain state is over, um, is double jabbed, double vaccinated, um, what's happening then is then all of a sudden the unvaccinated are being locked out of things and the vaccinated can only be the ones that can, you know, they can travel regionally to the, like out into the middle of nowhere into the country, or they can go to the movie theaters and um, they don't have to wear a mask or they can go to a, a dining, uh, a, a restaurant and they can, they don't have to wear a mask there. Um, mm. But right now it's open to literally everyone in South Australia. And then in like two weeks time, it's going to be a case of, okay, no, if you're unvaccinated, you're unclean. We're, we're letting the borders open. So um, people with COVID from other states can come in and that means now the unvaccinated can't, um, they can't live life like everyone else because, you know, we have to protect everyone, even though that they've been vaccinated. Wow. wow. So, uh, yeah, okay. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I don't really agree. I don't agree with a lot of the policies. I don't really believe that a lot of the policies um, are based totally in science. Um, I believe that um, a number of the policies are there to placate um, a small minority of people who literally live in fear for their whole lives. And um, if not for these policies, they literally wouldn't come out of their house. Um, but mm. in many ways, that's the government has conditioned them into fearing and being in so much fear that way, because they literally, um, we have gone into lockdown, statewide lockdowns in Australia over a single case. Mm-hmm. So when, yeah. you're shutting the, when you're shutting the whole state down, Mm-hmm. literally to the only point where you can go outside is if you're going to go exercise or if you're going to go to the supermarket to buy your essential groceries or if you're going to a doctor's to get medical attention otherwise you could not leave your house over yeah. a single case of COVID. yeah yeah turning you know, the average people are person, gonna be shit scared over that yeah people yeah. turning into turning into like actual like it's the same way here it's it's you people are taught that they're basically walking around with like a loaded gun at any point, you know, yes. and, and that, yes. that, that maybe you're wearing it, this Teflon vest that we've given you via MRNA technology where, yeah. um, you know, actually the Teflon vest, even though we said it was a Teflon suit that covered your entire body, that, that we said nothing could ever go through. Now it's actually a Teflon square, like the size over your heart. It's very, very small. And uh, we still need to do these measures. And the less amount of people that take it, that makes that Teflon vest even smaller. So you're just yep. you're playing Russian roulette whenever you go to uh, the store to get a thing of chicken or to peel behind the fake curtain of soup cans that's there. And, and the, um yeah yeah you said it's not based off yeah. science because zero covid is not science essentially no. right oh, i mean I would it's, say, it's impossible yeah. to live um in a zero covid society forever endemic without without completely shutting yourself off to the rest of society and having a a quarantine system in place forever and that's just not practical you know but you guys in australia and new zealand never like us in america we got the chance to like you know, be COVID positive and still like go do shit and no one cares basically. You know what I mean? No, no, I mean, yeah. there's a certain class of people, you know, there's like the scolds that care and everything, but then there's like 
the rest of whatever the country that's not on the coasts or whatever that are just like, yeah, well, I'm not going to wear fucking a mask in the store and everything. Mm-hmm. We just realized that it was yeah. just like a part of life, you know, versus you guys, like it never, you only saw that from afar. You never lived it, you know? So it's no. kind of, I understand like, yeah, like, yeah, like my Australian buddy is questioning a lot of stuff, but I could tell there's a block in there where even he won't allow his mind to go to be like, be like well, you know what i mean it seems like to oh, be I like kind of a yeah i completely agree yeah. so in australia we were probably the luckiest people in the world last year because no one really knew what the heck was going on um, around mm-hmm. the world we knew that there was this really dangerous virus and on the surface we thought it was you know quite significant and that um you know you see people in china dropping dead in the street and you think shit what the fuck's going on here <laughs> you know so it, yeah. it, there, there was reason at the time to panic because we didn't really know what was going on and then as we start yeah. to learn more about it realize that okay it's only really knocking off people that are really old who have a bunch of different health conditions already and then you have to discern okay are people living dying from covid or dying with covid that there, there, there's a lot of um questions that need to be answered in that space and um but from australia's perspective we were able to shut the international border so no one would come in or out without exceptional circumstances and um exceptional circumstances depending on um how how high up the food chain you are so i know that people were able to get out of australia to go to a wedding and then they come back Mm -hmm. into australia they do their 14 days of quarantine and then somehow they still test positive after those 14 days and they let out um they interact with people and that leads to more people getting positive and then you end up in a lockdown of that area. So I don't know how that works, but um, we were very lucky. And it was because at the time, because the borders were shut, it meant that Australians could generally just live life as if nothing had changed. You know, we, Mm. we had a few little restrictions here and there, um, big density crowd so i mean like um, our football stadium in australia um, in adelaide where i live it fits about fifty four thousand people um including standing room so at the time they pretty much shut it down to initially it was two thousand, and then it increased to 10 to 15 to 20 and then by the end of the year once we sort of realized that okay there's no, no COVID here um they increased it to twenty five thousand. so you, you could live somewhat normally um in australia but what I always feared was um, eventually we're going to get to a point where we're going to have to open up. We're not going to be able to live in our own little bubble forever. And that's when things are going to become very difficult. And we are reaching that point now where in South Australia, for instance, November 23, the, um, the state border is going to be shut down. We are going to allow COVID into our state. How the politicians are going to react to that, we still don't know. There are seven um Um, pertinent questions that our health department has been asked and they can't provide a clear answer on. For instance, if you're a a COVID positive person and you go and you're vaccinated and you go into a store, um, they're, they like, we're getting tracked um, in terms of QR codes and whatnot. So when you go into a store, you have to QR code and, you know, say that you've been here. So if you test positive, the contact tracers say, okay, well, you've been here X, Y, Z. So, for instance, what if mm. a COVID patient, um, a COVID positive person comes into my practice? Um, does that mean that we're going to have to shut down our business for two weeks, even though the majority <laughs> of people there have been vaccinated? Yeah. That's insane. The health, the health department can't tell us. 
They can't, they can't tell us. And just like if you go to a restaurant and all of a sudden someone else is um, sneezing halfway across the room, the fact that you've been in that room with them, um, does that make you a close contact even though you're vaccinated? Are you going to have to do two weeks quarantine? SA Health can't tell you. You know, so yeah. th- th- there's it's like a plague. Of- it's like treating this like, yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. Um, there's no trust right now. People don't know what's, uh, I think that the reason that S, um, SA Health haven't actually been given those, like haven't provided those answers to the population is because they haven't worked it out for themselves yet. They've announced mm-hmm. this big oh, reopening plan. You can start to travel again. You can see your your loved ones from interstate just in time for Christmas, but hold up. We don't know what's how we are actually going to manage this because um, we haven't completely thought this through, but it sounds great on paper that you can travel interstate for Christmas. Christmas and be with your family yeah and and um so that's so you, everything's qr code right essentially is it yeah. is it are we talking about everything you just said supermarkets Everywhere. yeah you go to a supermarket um you have the qr code there's a special app that you put in for the state you just put it in away you go um and then it's everywhere so what if you don't have a fucking smartphone yeah or if your phone's dead and when your phone's dead or something there's yeah so what you do is you go up to the front desk and there's a piece of paper and um it's like old school you write your name your details email address phone time that you were there um (laughs) it's like going to a cannabis club yeah (laughs) you know it's pretty it's pretty liberal i mean i know so many people i'm not going to say that I've, i've done it but um, no, I know you have. You many... would never. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I respect <laughs> the idea of contact tracing. I believe that um, it's a good way of tracking and um, making sure that you know we can keep COVID out of the community. But I also believe that once COVID is in the community, this idea that we need to track everywhere that you go in order to protect and limit the virus is just absurd. Yeah. You know, so, limit so, pe- limit people who have symptoms. Don't limit people who are asymptomatic yeah. and are just living their life. Yeah, and, and it's a slippery slope the minute you try to do anything, though. Like the minute you try to just say, like, okay, you have to do this. You have you have to um, stay here because of with yeah. this technology. It's never just going to be like if you're sick, stay home. That's that's just not an enforceable policy. Like I, I just I don't I don't see that. Like the, the, yeah. for me, it's like even how you said you want to keep COVID out of so you want to keep COVID out. I mean, can you like, I, I just don't think you can. Like, I think we've got, got to a point where you have to realize that this is an endemic virus. This is here forever. And I think we'd be done with it right now if we stopped delaying the delaying it, to be honest. Like, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm pretty sure we would have been over it right now had we just said, like, you know what? Do what we got to do with the old people and let the young people just let it run through them like you know what i mean oh, yeah. like that, that's the way that, i was the, the, i don't know if the the quotes been going around america but in australia we have this idea that you know if you if you're one of these people that you know want to let it rip um you're you're a you're a, a very selfish person who cares only mm-hmm. for themselves and doesn't care about the elderly, doesn't care about the hospital system. You know, it's quite amazing in 18 months or thereabouts, almost two years now, we've gone from the point of two weeks to flatten the curve to make sure the hospitals don't get st- um, stressed to now the point of everyone needs to be vaccinated to be yeah. able to go, go anywhere in order to keep the hospital system, you know, okay. So it's, it's quite amazing the stretch that we've made in two years. And, yeah. um, but quite frankly, I think that in terms of, you know, the idea of being over COVID, um, if the media weren't around and weren't, you know, um, giving, giving daily updates on the case numbers, on the hospital numbers, you know, would we really see, 
you know yeah would would the idea of you know this apocalyptic <laughs> plague you wouldn't would, know about so it. many people you know no, you, you wouldn't know that's, that's, a, that's, a theme, that's like the theme of our pod yeah that's like that. yeah, i think it's si, it's co-host sai said yeah. that like a long time ago and i remember even me and i was like it caught me off guard and i'm like we wouldn't have because i did have it i'm pretty sure i did have it and i was like okay this is bad like mm. this is a bad cold it feels different but like I got over it and I'm like, wow, OK, I don't have that anymore, you know, and then I'm, I'm over it because I am, you know, 30 or 31 year, at the time, 30 years old. And I was like, OK, I, I'm, I don't have any comorbidities. I got through it. I mean, I probably did spread it to somebody like, I, it, OK, but, you know, and, and we've come to. So you uh, what you said, you so two weeks to flatten the curve. That was a saying yeah. in Australia. That was the saying. Two weeks to flatten the curve. This became a global saying. Yeah, very yeah. quickly. That's interesting. That's interesting. It was work. It was workshops. Yeah, they yeah. had a meeting somewhere and figured it out. Yeah, because you think another country would be like, "Hey, fifteen days to to not have it anymore." Like it would. You think just yeah. the words would vary. Like you know yeah. what I mean on another uh-huh. another it's two because because we, we don't. Was, you have different yeah. words in Australia. We speak the same language, but yeah, you, different you, there's different different yeah vernacular exactly. So just the fact that it is the exact same thing. That'd be like us two saying like. Ago. Yeah, they'd be like, go to the loo. To flatten Americans, the curve. Americans, Amer- yeah. Americans, go to the loo. You know what I mean? It's like, what? We don't say that. Yeah. Like, what are you talking? Like, it's very happy funny. Christmas. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it should be like two weeks to flatten the curve, comma cunt or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that yeah works, we should right? be yeah. like, we should. There should be some salt and pepper on different parts of it, like some different seasoning, yeah, different, different cultures. But it was like, no, this is this is the new, this is the globalist saying, like for that. And uh, I, I'm interested to ask you. Because um, for one, like I never thought of Australia as the tech capital of the world. You know, I never thought of that, that a bunch of tech coming out of there. But you guys seem to have all this tech. Uh, oh sur- yeah, you, you've, been, you've been talking about that. Yeah, like, not, 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 not that the tech in, is in like what ground context. What do you no, mean by that? I just not so much. Okay, so my theory, they're unveiling it there. They're unveiling a crazy shit there that we've never seen. Before, I, we, the videos right? I see. Yeah. They have just all types of surveillance tech to watch people like outside, make sure keep people in their homes and not even so much tech, but just like, oh, okay. yeah, you were saying to like the idea of like the government having drones over watching people telling Straight you up. need to go and, back inside. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, that's fucking ridiculous. I, but I'm saying like, I never, I never thought of Australia as like, yeah, this is going to be the place where that uh, debuts. Now, is this a, oh, neither did I. So what? So oh, no. what? What does that happen? Oh, no. I, I understand that Australia and China have somewhat of a trade history, but I feel like that broke down recently. Yeah, it, it definitely has broke down. So, so the Australian- where? Like, I just I don't understand. Yeah. Where is it? Maybe just because you guys don't have as much rights protecting you that we could just unveil all this stuff. Like it doesn't make it, sense to me. It's a combination of you know. It mostly stems from the fact that Australians inherently trust their government more than you know, <laughs> the majority of countries in the world. It's like, if, if the government says it, it must be true. They're just following the health advice. We're going to listen to the health advice because we're getting there, best. by the way. But yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no, you, you, you guys are nowhere near it. No, in Australia, okay. 90, 95% of people, if not higher, just inherently trust the government Damn. because, we, you know, and in large part, the government haven't really ever steered Australia in the wrong direction. Right. You, know, into, you look at you look yeah. at big things like take for instance the um, global financial crisis that happened you know 2008 Australia came out of that looking pretty fucking amazing you know in the last mm. um, they, they kept you know we didn't have a recession anywhere near compared to you know what was what was yeah. seen around the world right. um, yeah. and, and you look at it now you look at what COVID has done people 
they've paid people to to be able to sit on their backsides and not work and earn, you know, I'm not going to say it was a great living, but they were paying people at the right. time. Um, if you had a 30% loss of turnover um, for your business, you, you would automatically get paid um, $3,000 a month at one stage. So it was, and, you know, okay, it wasn't that much, but, you know, me and my wife, for instance, we were getting three grand each. So, you know, we're living on $1,500 a week. It's enough to pay the bills, pay the mortgage, and right. you, you've got enough to, you know, keep work, like, keep keep um, your head above yeah. water but um in terms of this technology it's it's a power it's a power trip um australians are scared to push back and if you do push back you get put in a very small box in which you get obliterated and cancelled and you're mm. um ostracized from society to the point where you're shamed and um like for instance i cannot you know, there are some things in Australia that we cannot have a, a, a discussion that goes two ways. One thing is certainly vaccination, especially regarding COVID. Um, another thing would be the COVID response. How do we believe that the government has responded? You, you, we, you can't have a, an altering opinion. Otherwise, it just ends in conflict and, you know, and, people And by cancel, does that mean you're, you're fired or are you cut off from... Because you said, like, maybe... You just cut off from society. People will ostracize you. And then um, you get you get put in the box. So um, you, you don't necessarily get fired because our workplace... Um, protect like our workplace laws around that are so strong it is so near it's near impossible to fire someone based on one offense in australia you have to provide so many different Hmm. um warnings and you know it's warning one warning two okay it's a third time you're out it's people can fuck up so much and they they don't get you know punished for it and then when it comes to the public system don't even get me started on there because in the public system, once you're in it, it's almost, it, it's virtually impossible to get kicked out. And then what, what you see in the public system is pe- people that they want to get rid of, they just promote. So they don't have to do it the managers don't have to deal with them. So they keep getting promoted. And then you got the ones up the top that are making the decisions and right. they're the biggest fuckwits out of all of them. Interesting. So, so, okay. So yeah. Cause I, in my head, I'm thinking like with the videos we see from Australia and I'm plugged into like, the crazy COVID side where I'm like, I'm seeing the people like, wow, this is going on in Australia. And it's almost yeah. like a warning sign to us as Americans where it's like, we don't want to become that. Um, and let's, let's pivot to the lockdown, the lockdown that happened in Australia, because that, that still fascinates me, chills me to the core just, but I want to get a person who was there's perspective. Now the, per, the, the camps, you know what I'm talking about? There's these little camps. I've been seeing this video. Sai, you know the one I'm talking about where they had those little like, yeah. look like these little shacks where they would like quarantine people in. They were like quarantine yeah, so shacks. Yeah, I don't so, now. I don't so know what side strange. of Australia that is. A huge country. I, I don't know exactly what that is. Like, how does that work? Like, why does that? There's no way they have those for everybody. So what happens is if you fly in from international, if you've got a, a pass that allows you to come into the country when the border was shut, you had to do automatic two-week quarantine. And depending on what area of Australia you flew into, um, you could end up in one of these you know, hotel quarantine facilities. Um, and one of them at Howard Springs in the Northern Territory, it's just outside of Darwin. Um, so right at the top end of the middle part of Australia. Um, that that's it looks quite like just a bunch of shacks in the middle of nowhere yeah that's what and people would have to be there for two weeks and they would be getting tested 
you know, three or f- I think three or four times during that f- um, 14 days to make sure that they were negative. And then at the end of the 14 days, provided that they still tested negative at that at time, um, they could go out and assimilate in the community as if they were a general, you know, like a- anyone else. But um, oh. And so in Adelaide, where I live, um, we had a, a, there were a few hotels that were used for hotel quarantine. So given that, you know, tourism was down, they were using certain hotels for it. Um, same thing what happened in Melbourne and in Sydney and in Queensland. Um, and what would happen is sometimes that um, hotel quarantine um, wasn't foolproof and it would, or COVID, I should say, would leak out of that facility and it would, um, come into the community and as soon you as don't say you can't expect you know security guards that are getting paid what 12 bucks an hour or fifth, whatever it is you know to to be able to be you know fully trained in ppe how to uh, make sure that it doesn't get through the ventilation systems that aren't designed to keep out viruses that small um you know, and eventually when it does leak out and it gets into the community, um, the politicians will be like, all right, we're locking down the state. We're going to do a short, um, that they, you, you, they locked it down in Melbourne for, I think it hit close to a thousand cases a day. And I think it was about 780 cases one day. And then um, the premier, who's the governor equivalent, um, he shut the, shut the state down. And I, I lived in Melbourne from 2011 to 2019 and in that time, I saw it go from, you know, a pretty centric um, politically, you know, didn't swing, you know, too hard either <clears> way. But um, by the time I left at the end of 2019, it was far left. And I could tell that, you know, some, if, if something bad does happen, you know, that place is going to be a basket case. And I'm so glad that I got out of there when I did. And um, but a lot of my friends lived in Melbourne and they got locked down and they got locked down for about... Um, I think all up, it's been close to about 320 days. Um, That's in two separate stints. Um, They were locked down for, for I think the longest period was close to 200 days. Uh, And we're talking by lockdown. We're talking. They cannot leave for anything other than medical assistance. That is going to hospital or a GP, um, going to a supermarket to get essential supplies, going to a pharmacy to get medicine, or to go and exercise and the amount of exercise that you could have was limited to, um, I think it was an hour a day. Um, you couldn't go further than a five kilometer. So three mile radius from your home. Um, and if you, uh, that they, at one point they had a curfew from, I think it was eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night from then on, you weren't allowed to leave your house for anything. Even if you're just like, oh, I forgot this at the store. You know what I mean? Like, I forgot this at the supermarket. You couldn't leave. Stores stores were shut by now. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, okay. You couldn't just loiter. And and unless it was an absolute emergency, you couldn't leave your house. And, you know, mentally, you can imagine how that's screwing with people's minds, you know? Yeah. Especially if they're in lockdown in a one-bedroom apartment that's a little shoebox and they can't get any fresh air. And they're by themselves and it's you've fundamentally they've lost all reason to live because they can't see their family either because they live further than a three mile radius from seeing their family. You couldn't go and visit anyone. Right. Um, so it, it really wrecked people. I, I like one of my friends that, um, who I, my wife went through uni with um, it got to a stage where 
his close friends would do a zoom call every day for an hour with him to make sure that he hadn't killed himself because he yeah. was mentally not coping, you know, and you, and you look at that and you think, you know, in what world is the proportional response of a lockdown? It, 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 it doesn't, it's, it doesn't look at every single aspect of how we just go about life and it might work in terms of shutting down COVID, but it fucks up so many other things. And, you know, but did it work? Uh, I mean, it, it like didn't work though. You guys still well, have cases. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I, like I, we I got hear it down. Yeah. I, I know what you mean, but in terms of it, it, it did work in terms of they were able to get it down to zero at one point and it, it's a temporary fix. It's not a, it's not a fix that you can go, okay, yeah, yeah we can just continue to do this forever. And the, that's why their policy has been, well, okay, get to 80% vaccination levels and then we can start opening up things um, if, and we're not going to need a lockdown. But, you know, they're moving the goalposts at the moment. Initially they said, you know, 80, 80%, you're going to be able to do this and that. Now that shifted to 90% and the <laughs> things that you were going to be able to do at 90%, they're now saying, oh no, that needs to be at 95%. So, you know, I, I don't trust the government as far as, you know, I can throw them. That's not far. Yeah. So, <laughs> and there's so as far as the the vaccination goes, um, were you skeptical at first of any like when you when you found out, hey, there's going to be first off, what vaccines do they have in Australia? I, I'm, I'm like, what is yeah. it? Who, who's the manufacturer okay, so, of them? Yeah. So we've got we've got three available. So we've got um, Pfizer and Moderna, which are okay. available in America. Mm-hmm. And we've also got AstraZeneca, which is the um, Oxford vaccine. It was made in the UK. Right. Um, it's uh, another name for it is Vaxevria. I'm not sure if you're familiar hmm. with that one. No, I that's the that. one that's been getting. Um, you know, a lot of countries have stopped using it because of the rate of blood clots um, <laughs> yeah. in society. And, you know, it's not it's not just blood clots that, you know, we're seeing. You know, I mean, I can I can just say that from speaking to colleagues, um, you know, between say between me and half a dozen of my colleagues, you know, we probably between us have close to 200 years of clinical experience, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the field right. and in the last 12 months between us, we haven't seen more reactions to add like or more adverse events to like shortly after getting a COVID vaccine than we have compared to any other vaccine that has been on the market. Um, it's oh, yeah. absolutely, absolutely through the roof. And it, it's why it angers me so much that um, they, the government keeps perpetuating this idea that it's safe it's been properly tested. It's perfectly safe for you. Um, and if you don't take it, you know, you're not doing your good for either yourself and you're not protecting your family. It's just, it's so wrong. And um, I wish that, you know, people who have been adversely um, affected due to these vaccines actually did have a voice in Australia to be able to speak up because right now they don't. Yeah. And some of the reactions are absolutely horrific. And it's not, I'm not just speaking from anecdotal um, people, hey, I heard a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend of a cousin whose auntie, you know, twice removed got this and, you know, all of a sudden they're dead. It's it's not like that at all. I can I can speak of people who um, are very close to both me, my wife, my wife's family that have had um, adverse, serious adverse reactions following the COVID vaccine that simply um, they have not been recorded as an adverse reaction because the... Um, the doctors and the nurses at the time say, look, it's very hard for us to 
um, completely discern that this was 100% due to the vaccine. If we can't discern that, then we can't actually record it as, a, as an adverse event. So it, it gets really, really messy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, the same, that's the same thing that's going on here. And for your own self, and, and if you can't answer this, that's fine. Like, were you skeptical from the jump when they said they were going to, when they were going to roll out a vaccine for this, even as scary, like even as somebody who was in a lockdown from Australia, who was like, Oh man, like, like this could be scary because maybe even if you do something for uh, 320 days, like you said, 320 days, you could be kind of convinced that like, this is some scary shit. I haven't been outside. I haven't seen anything anecdotally to show me that something isn't scary. Maybe this isn't because part of me, me going back to work, a couple months after COVID really hit, I started realizing, okay, this is not what I'm being sold on TV. This is a lot different. I'm able to touch the things that other people are touching. I'm able to breathe the same air other people are breathing. I understand this is not the same thing. So now for somebody who's been locked down for a long time, a vaccine's a no-brainer, right? Like you're just like, I'm gonna take it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Let's go. You know, like yeah. yeah, no, um, that's it. So when when it first came on the market, I was initially when they said that they were going to be using, you know, mRNA technology with the Pfizer and Moderna in particular, my first thought was they've tried over the last 40 years to produce an mRNA vaccine to get to market. And they haven't been able to even get past really animal trials because it's completely blown up in their face. So you'll Let's go. Your tri- <laughs> almost, li- almost literally. Yeah. 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 So I, I yeah. was, I, I, you know, not not skeptical just you know cautious about what the what the hell's going to go on here um and then i'm not like it's hard to provide a fully informed consent simply because you know the trials are not over they've been it's only approved because of the fact that australia is currently in a state of emergency and you look at places around the world that have been um restricting you know certain jabs from being being available on the market and then yet the government here says no 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 our advice is it's perfectly safe you you need to trust us because we trust the science and then you've got another country that's pulled pulled it for instance and said well you need to trust us because the science is saying it's not safe so which one is it you know science science is science is no longer science science is whatever political viewpoint or whatever bias you want to believe in and um you're going to find evidence regard um to support your biases um wherever wherever they fall you know and it comes down to what you believe in which isn't science at all it's um doctrine and that that's that's quite dangerous yeah and and are you i'll I'll just add you know like i think the biggest problem that i have with science right now uh, you know, I'm involved in it. I read, you know, a number of medical journals, you know, on the regular. I have, I look at different articles. Um, I'm not talking newspaper articles. I'm talking peer review, peer reviewed journals. And you, you can look at a peer reviewed journal, for instance, and you look at the abstract and it says, okay, we're testing for X, Y, Z. And they get the results and then they draw a conclusion from that. The problem is the conclusion that they're drawing, if you look at the results, the results do not match the conclusion that they're drawing. It's like that they, <laughs> we're seeing, you know, articles get put up and um, investigations get put up um, to try to support um, a certain hypothesis. And regardless of the results, whether yeah. it proves or it doesn't, we're just saying at the end, okay, it proves the hypothesis that we thought, yeah, this is right. And um it's that's that's not science that's junk that's just crap yeah well exactly because we we know 
I mean, we, we know for a fact that natural immunity is the ultimate protector of this. Like we understand no matter what vaccine you take, they're already introduced for every other virus in the world. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, even just <laughs> like, like when, when I'm saying like, oh, you know, people say oh, the lockdowns help. I go, no, 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 no. The lockdowns are meant to get hospitals ready. That's what lockdowns are meant for. So mm. at some point, if it takes 300 days to get a hospital ready, what do you, what does that say about the hospital? <laughs> Right in Australia. I mean, I'm, hey, I don't the know. The hospital system here is fucked. It's absolutely fucked in is South it? Australia. Yeah, in and South it, Australia. Before COVID, before COVID, are you saying? Before COVID, it was fucked. Um, and this is despite we, I think the the South Australian hospital, the Royal Adelaide Hospital, you should Google it. It's called the RA, R-A-H. It's one of the most costly, expensive um, buildings in the world. It costs something like nearly $2 billion to build. <laughs> Enormous. Billion? Yes, yes. It's like a football stadium. Yeah, I know, I know. It's a yeah. Legion Stadium. Yeah, can you yeah. And, and, and you speak and you speak to doctors who are in there and okay, it's it's got all the gadgets and everything, but there are a number of facilities in there that just aren't up to scratch compared to with the old hospital that they had. It, it mind boggles. <laughs> you know, that it, it, the the other thing is at the start of the pandemic last year in March. What what they had? That's it. That's the thing. I, honestly, this thing's pretty fucking sick. I'm not gonna lie. Like, oh, I mean, it's, I look, it's an amazing yeah. hospital. I've been there before. It's, um, <laughs> it, it, it is a very it's a very good hospital. If you have um, any problem where you need to go to emergency, that's the hospital in Adelaide that I would be going to. Interesting. Um, and I wouldn't I wouldn't think twice about it. But um, at the height of the pandemic last year in March, there were two um, unused hospitals in Adelaide. So one was uh, a a rehab facility and another one was a, an old it was just an old hospital that wasn't used anymore but the state owned the lease on both of them so what they said at the time was they said okay we're going to keep the lease we're going to reopen these hospitals and we're going to add you know a couple hundred beds and what that meant was that we're you know fortifying ourselves for covid well 12 months came by because we stayed in our bubble and didn't allow covid into society those beds weren't used the um, and at the end of the year, the lease expired and the government decided, oh, we're not going to renew the lease oh, anymore God. because, you know, COVID's, COVID's not here. We don't need to worry about it. 12 months later now, as in today, um, we're saying, oh, no, we can't open up properly because we don't have the proper hospital resources uh, because we were negligent in getting rid of them last year. So what's you the can't thing? make what's, it up. What's the thing that I'm seeing about the hospitals being overwhelmed in Australia, not from COVID? Do you have any thoughts on, on that shit? You know, the uh, whole... Look, like I just I, I, did. You see, you saw that. Glenn, that's Alex right? Berenson, right? Yeah. That's Alex Berenson. I'll, I'll, I'll pull yeah. that up. Yeah, I'll pull that up. Go ahead, guys. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah go look, ahead, Hayden. There's, there's what's it's called ramping. So there's the idea of that you know, like you get get into an ambulance and then you're not processed at a hospital. You get to the hospital and you're not really processed for you know eight to ten hours because for whatever reason there's not a bed available for you. And, you know, it's, I'll agree that the problems with healthcare in Australia in particular, or within South Australia, we do need, you know, improved more resources, but at the same time where, you know, it's um, quite amazing that we do need more resources, yet we are willing to um, slash the healthcare um, workforce by, you know, five to 10% because of people who are unwilling to get vaccinated. Wow. So, you know, we're making it a bigger problem. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that's besides the point. Um, here we go. Hospitals in Australia being overrun. Um, yeah, so Mark McGowan, pres um, Premier of WA, he's probably the most draconian of all the premiers in the country. Mm -hmm. um, he has Is that the one that who was who posted that picture of him with his family? 
because uh, there was a guy who posted a picture. It was like oh, a super no, that was toned. Dan Andrews. Okay, all right, not Andrews. the same guy. That was He's, so he makes me sick. Okay, I I agree. I mean, after being locked down like that and not seeing your family, and that dude's cheersing yeah. at the table with his family. Oh yeah, my gosh! Yeah, so, yeah. No, okay, no go idea. go ahead. Uh, Mark McGowan. Yeah, it's uh, his exact quotation is: "Our hospitals are under enormous pressure." This is the same in the rest of Australia. This is something no one has ever seen before. A growth, the growth in demand in our hospitals. Why is it hard? Uh, why it is hard to know? There's huge numbers of people coming through the door, so we're doing everything to manage. To be clear, the COVID. COVID is not causing the hospital crisis in Western Australia. The state is incredibly strict border restrictions, even by Australia's standards and almost no cases. But like the rest of Australia, it has has very high vaccination rates. So mm-hmm. this is their vaccination rate in Australia. This is Alex Berenson's Substack. Anybody who listens here knows Alex Berenson. Um, he's definitely been covering it very well. Um, like what? I mean, you know, hey, I, I don't expect you to know the answer, but like what what is it? I mean, is it just is, are these just people not getting checkups after 320 days of being locked well, down? And maybe some, some of that is is definitely due to that. I know a number of people who were literally scared of um, going to a hospital because they were scared that they were going to get COVID if they went into a in a place where they could catch an infectious disease where sick people yeah. were. Um, so, you know, what what we're going to be seeing in the many years to come is we're going to be seeing people that have had heart failure just because they didn't get their, their proper checkups or all of a sudden they've got, you know, chronic emphysema when it could have been prevented um, mm-hmm. by um, getting looked at. And then we're going to see people who um, bowel cancer is going to go through the roof because people haven't been getting their colonoscopies done on the regular. Um, but that, that at the same time, that doesn't solve the problem of why the hospital systems are so fucked here right now. And I, I, I think it's um, due to a few things. I think one is the fact that um, the amount of immigration in terms of foreign people that have resettled in Australia has gone up significantly in the mm. last, you know, 10 to 15 years. And um, it's so you're getting a big increase in population. You're right. not getting an increase in um, the various resources that go with it. You know, Australia, for, for often, we all often say, look, we've got so much land, you can come, you know, whatever, you right, know, be, right. be part of our society. But at the same time, we're not building the infrastructure necessary support, to support that influx of additional people. So it doesn't take, you know, many thousands of people to come in and all of a sudden you've got a shortage of various resources and one of those is hospitals. And we yeah. tend to look at, you know, it, it's funny. We, t- we tend to look at hospitals um, last because hospitals are designed to be at near capacity the whole time. Yeah. You yeah. Know, they're not, they're not designed to be at, you know, 50% capacity with doctors sitting on yeah. their ass doing nothing. High five. And they're, Hey, there's nobody's exactly. here. Yeah. Look how good I am. You know? <laughs> We're all healthy. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's playing with a little basketball hoop on the back of the thing. Like, hell Ex- yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah. That, that's not how hospitals are meant to work. They're meant to work at near capacity. So whenever you get something that's going to push it, you know, slightly over the edge, just a 5%, 10% in increase. And that can be a 5% to 10% increase in the population. You look at the population of Australia. I remember when I was at school, we had, um, like, I'm talking primary school. We were talking about how monumentous it was for Australia to cross 20 million people, to have 20 million people in the country. I think that's now, in, in 20 years, that's gone up now to about 25 million. Mm, you know, so that's 20, cool. 20% that's increase. That's yeah. a, and it, it doesn't sound yeah. like much because, you know, America's got, what, 370 million people thereabouts? It's uh, overpopulated too. So, yeah, we know we, yeah, yeah. It shouldn't, uh, you have, guys, that yeah, yeah, shouldn't have that many people either. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. Yeah. But um, where, where we are, 
to have a 20% increase. We certainly have not had a 20% increase in the resources um, to be able yeah. to support that that increase in population. And so eventually it all comes to a head and then you get something like COVID that's going to push people over the edge and change society and the way that um, we go about, you know, our day-to-day norms. And all of a sudden we've got a problem on our hands. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought of that. And then like literally a 5 million increase for a country like that is like, yeah, like a 20% increase. Yeah, And these aren't healthcare workers immigrating into Australia. It's not like guys, Oh, I'm an engineer. I'm a, I'm a this and that. No, it's a guy. Where, first off, where are they coming from? Like where, like, where is your most, where is like the number one country where like, cause for us, it's like, okay, Mexico, you know, and stuff like we, yeah. we know where are, where for you guys, where is it? Where is it? Oh, look, I, I, I'm not really, it, it depends on where you, where you're living. I mean, Australia, okay, yeah, in, fair. in Adelaide, for instance, we haven't had a large, I wouldn't say a massive influx of, you know, people immigrants coming to our country you know uh, into our state but you know i look at um new south wales there's been i, I would suspect that there's been a heavily uh, you know like the asian communities have come in okay. big time into new south wales that is sydney and then in melbourne um i lived in melbourne for 10 years and um just so the government cut us off here. You guys have to say that uh, Australian. Uh, I, I, once we started talking about the premier people and stuff like that, all of a sudden the weather came in. Um, it's raining really hard. Again, I have trouble trusting the country of Australia. I'm just going to be be here. I've, anywhere where it's tomorrow, today, I'm a little, I'm out. I'm just going to say that. I, I just, very, yeah, very weird. I don't, time yeah. zone's not my thing. But uh, yeah, it's very weird that it could be a different day. It's November 6th over there. Right. It's correct. Insane. It's right, insane. right now. It's Saturday, 108 p.m. Insane. Insane. No, yeah. So, hey, you, so you try yeah. to you try to get up early for a one o'clock Eastern time for a Raider game in September. It's 2 30 a.m. on a Monday morning here. Dude. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, you have to get a hard tough. drug habit. to. Well, you have to have a hard <laughs> drug habit to be a Raider fan. That's the problem. That, that's the thing. <laughs> you got to have a few <laughs> screws loose. Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. self-serving yeah. problem. We literally right? have like our, yeah. our receivers just like, well, he's going to prison for 10 years. Like, yeah, like we have that. Oh, but more. Any, yeah. <laughs> You, yeah, he, five five years. Trust me, America DUI. Remember, remembers Dante Stallworth. Yeah, everyone remembers that. But uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I don't want to get in the rugs. No, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm gonna have a sports channel for that. So let me, let me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, so we're talking about immigration. Um, you're saying a lot of them, a lot of people, at least from where you've seen, is coming from Asian countries, right? Yeah, Asia and and in Melbourne and India, def- definitely. I mean, okay. I lived in an in an apartment. Um. Um, in the middle of the city and they would be like one and two bedroom apartments and there would be, you know, eight um, Indian families of, you know, up to 20 people living in them. And that, just, that sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds yeah, about so, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then are they coming here to do, do, are they coming to Australia to do like tech work kind of similar to America is the same way? I, I think so, but I'm okay. not sure. Tip, yeah. To, yeah. You would think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I had, a, I had one, well, I had two more questions for you, but one major one. Yeah, sure. So one more question for you is now one thing that got me really excited about um, at least Australia turning the corner, um, getting back to like civil liberties and stuff was yeah. the worker walkouts um, that you would yeah. see in. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Was it Melbourne? I saw a yeah, huge, Melbourne. huge like const- yeah, they were wearing yellow vests. I, I'm assuming yeah. that's construction, um, high visibility stuff. 
um, walking yeah. out. It looked awesome. They were challenging police. Like I was like, man, this is super cool. There, that was where I got scared of the tech. You saw police. They had the RoboCop voice. It was insane. Like the guy's like, stop, <laughs> comply now. And yeah. it was like, it was like Stephen Hawking or something. Like it was insane. It was pretty frightening. <laughs> it was, it was close to a war. That's why I get scared. I'm like, oh, where, yeah. where's this tech? Like, I mean, we we could develop that in America, but and I'm sure we have it. We have the dogs, the scariest thing in the world. We have these robot dogs that like go and they do like yes. gymnastics, like Simone Biles when they just sniff out a heroin thing <laughs> and you're in your bathroom it's the most insane thing but the uh so these worker walkouts um now one thing i saw from not necessarily australian media uh but from american media spinning it to us was that it was right right wing astroturfing of a of a protest yeah. essentially where it was like no 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 these are just republicans and i feel like it's not that simple no, it's not. And that's how they were portrayed in Australia as well. But it's, okay. it's, it's not that simple at all. So what, what happened was um, the hive, um, the construction workers were given a mandate by um, the Premier of Victoria to have at least um, one dose of the mm -hmm. vaccine by a certain date. And these people did not want to take it. And um, the union who they're like the labor, the labor community, they're supposed to, uh, you know, support um their workers and um they weren't really doing a good job of it and the people essentially took it into their own hands and said we're going to protest this and we're not going to put up with it and um that that led to you know significant outrage and then you find that you know whenever there's a big protest you'll get a few nutters that will you know hop on to the hop on to the protest and you've got your dialer crowd people that will come and just be a nuisance but the, the essence of it the the 95 percent of it were construction workers that were angry and then it slowly built from there because they started it and then what happened was there was a, a construction worker who um the the construction work as a result of the protests all construction got shut down. The Victorian Premier said, while we're in lockdown, you guys have abused your privileges. We are shutting you down. You can no longer work. So, so one wow. person, so um, a construction worker, what he did was he went to a construction site at six in the morning and um, killed himself. What? And killed himself. I didn't hear about that. No, it did happen. It was reported in, in the media here, mainstream media. Right. Yeah, That's we would know. Hands. Yeah, they were. They're like, we can't send that to the Americans. Yeah. 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 And, I got you. You know, it was it was more a case of you know that that was fuel on the fire. You know, so um, we saw that the protest, you know, double tripled in size, and you know they became quite the quite the pests for the Victorian government at the time, and. Um, yeah, it lasted for probably, I reckon, about a week. There were significant protests that were going on. And, um, you know, I don't condone violent protests at all. I, but, you know, at the same time, we weren't seeing, you know, the majority of these protests were largely peaceful. And they were just trying to get their point across that, you know, my body, my choice, I do have... Um, you know, the ability to be able to pick and choose what goes into my body and what goes, how, how I'm going to make my own health decisions for me. And the government shouldn't be able to make that choice um, and force it upon me in order for me to keep earning my livelihood that I've been doing for, you know, 40 plus years. And all of a sudden you're telling me I can't do it for because of this infectious disease, but every other infectious disease, you know, that doesn't matter. Don't need to be vaccinated against those. 
but you know this one in particular all of a sudden i need to be vaccinated in order to keep working right um, it's, it's it's such a some double standards there and 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 I'm, I'm assuming because construction is one of those things where it's tough to halt in a pandemic you know what i mean because you do things need to get built things no, maybe no, as, completely yeah um yeah like, or in electrical like no but people don't realize construction isn't just this building gets built construction is also power lines uh, um gas yeah. lines uh water, water lines things that yeah th essential essential services right yeah. these are things that this is what my what i do for a living is is uh, in that in that line okay. of field is where we didn't hit the pause button you know what i mean we did no, for a no, couple no. months you, it was really working, yeah. so, so it's always it's always the people the, the the we're having the same problem in america the office job people zoom you know meeting people and all that stuff they got vaccinated because they sat inside all day and they were like okay this gets me back to normal sure you know yeah. no problem but these people that that worked that were considered essential at the time were actually thanked for their service thank you so much for working through mm -hmm. the pandemic and they were thought okay now i'm i'm enemy of the state because i don't because i can't just continue to do my job the way i've been doing my job this whole entire time you know what i mean they were side by side working and stuff i i always find that fascinating is that um right now they're trying to mandate it in america they're trying to but every the people that don't want it are the people who worked the entire I'll, time <laughs> i'll show you an interesting a funny one that um in in right now in south australia if you are a hospital if you work in a hospital regardless of your job in the hospital you must be vaccinated so you must have right. at least a single dose um of the COVID vaccine even if you're a cleaner for instance and but you can get around this if you have a medical exemption okay and the medical exemption um list is it's pretty narrow um it's very difficult to get and then once you get it signed off by your um clinical immunologist for instance um you need to then submit it to the department of health of south australia and right. then the chief health officer who is essentially the fauci equivalent um of the state oh, sounds they cool i was going to ask who the fauci guy that you guys have is yeah thanks for bringing yeah. that up <laughs> so yeah um so then <clears throat> so it's limited but then you've got all these people saying i will not go to a hospital unless everyone there is vaccinated yet if you have an exemption as a worker you can like you can still work there and be unvaccinated as long as you have an exemption so all these people go there you know they think oh i'm fully safe because i've got a full hospital of vaccinated people yet there are going to be people there that do have exemptions that are going to be unvaccinated so this idea that you know i'm only going to live in a vaccinated society it's a load of fucking bullshit man it yeah, really is. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, the last thing, and and this might be something you might not be able to comment on, so I have no problem if you don't want to say this. But uh, Andrew Bogut, you're aware of Andrew Bogut, right? Australian legend, Bob basketball Bogues. player, but Bogut, legend. champion with my Warriors, actually fantastic player. Uh, um, Number one draft pick. Yeah, in if that guy didn't get injured, I'm just gonna say that guy mm. would. I think he would be. I don't know about Hall of Famer, but I think you would have had a lot of all-star games if you if he had that foot, if that foot stayed healthy at the beginning. Andrew Bogut is kind of like he's kind of considered a right winger over there, right? Like he's kind of like oh. like oh yeah, he's kind of like a nut, right. a nut job, you know? Yeah. What I mean, he's insane. Yeah. He he uh he had a video that came out, and I found it interesting. I've been trying I've been trying to reach out to Andrew Bogut. He's tough to get a hold of, but he does have a podcast, and I, and I've been trying to trying to talk to him. He uh he said that there have been influencers in Australia, influencers to keep the lockdowns going, influencers to get uh, vaccine compliance, influencers to um, basically, you know, keep this thing, not necessarily going, but keep it, keep everybody in line, I should say. And uh, um, there, there was another lady, I, I don't remember her name, but she was like, 
I had a side effect. I have myocarditis and my heart like exploded. She was like a news reporter. Um, it was like blonde lady, young blonde lady. And she's like, I had a new, uh, side effect thing, but I was very rare, very rare. And I want everyone to get vaccinated. And it's like very clear that no one would ever say that um, with a public platform unless something was happening. Um, I guess I don't again, I don't want to get you in trouble, but like, what do you think of Andrew Bogut? Bogut, how about that? Like, <laughs> I, th- I, I, th- I think he's awesome because I think yeah. he stands. He calls out bullshit for what it is, mm-hmm. um, and he calls a spade a spade. Yeah, you know, if if you look at what he said, not no, nothing of what he has said. You can't go and say, "Oh, geez, he this guy's like just completely, you know, off the rails." He he's there's a lot of truth in what he's saying. That's objectual. It's not. It's not a shade of gray. It's pretty black and white. And um, he points out a lot of the hypocrisy that has surrounded um, our res- Australia's response to COVID. And, um, you know, I-, I think someone someone needs to point out the hypocrisy in that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it might not be my place specifically. I'm not, you know, I can't really say, point out areas that I fundamentally disagree with, um, you know, in large part because I've, could potentially lose my registration, but mm-hmm. you know there are cer- certainly s- stuff that I don't necessarily um, agree with, but I, I just I have to keep my mouth shut and endorse right. it. But you know, for someone like Bogart, who you know he's got more money than he knows what to do with, and um, no one's going to be able to pay him off. You know, someone needs to stand up for the for the little person, which yeah. is it's quite amazing that you know someone so rich needs to. The biggest guy is standing guy. up for the little, you know? the, yeah, the seven yeah. foot tall guy, literally the biggest person. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool, man. And yeah. I, I think I think it's also interesting that you know, like if you look at Bogart, he spent you know what close to fifteen years in, in America. Mm-hmm. you know thereabouts you know so a lot U- of his- utah yeah he was there at utah probably in exactly, 04 yeah. yeah that makes sense yeah you know so if you look at his background he a lot of the way that he would be seeing the world would be largely through a, an american societal lens and a that freedom is, a freedom know, oriented freedom of speech yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's a good point. Liberties. Whereas Australia, we're just like, okay, you you take what take whatever you want, mate. Yeah. You know, just keep me safe. Well, and and he's probably still tapped into America because of all the relationships he had with people here. So, 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 so the fact is, it's like, okay, Australians, right? You say they have a natural trust of their government because the government hasn't steered them wrong. That's why we know this is a global thing. What's going on? This is a global thing. This isn't Australia Mm. deciding to be a dick. This isn't that. No, 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 no. But they know they can be. They know they can be because they will get the most compliance. Now, now, Bogut has seen America where we're dysfunctional. We don't do any one thing together. We don't. I mean, that, that, and that's due to diversity. That's due to different religions. That's due to different everything. The, the beauty of America is also the downfall of America in, in that sense where we can't all agree on one thing. Um, however, nobody's forced to do one thing except get a Pfizer shot. But uh, the, the uh, yeah, let's go ahead. I just want to ask, do you think that America as a society is more separated now than it was, say, a decade ago? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not even so much the separation. We've always disagreed, but now it's like the disagree is like uh, the disagreement is now like you want me to die yeah. because you because yeah, you think extreme. because you think that okay I won't even get into that but I, you know you I want me to fr- die. I'll just say this. I've, I got an anecdote. I've I have like a friend of a friend, actually like an old like a little bit older than our generation, woman who like look look I'll 
running her from time or I'll like see her with my friend, like won't even, I'll say like, Hey, and like, won't even talk to me. Like, and I, nothing, we've always been like kind of cool before, like nothing wrong and, yeah. and shit. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, literally it's the only reason is because they probably told them that I'm, I'm not vaccinated or something like won't even acknowledge. Yeah. I've just had them like three times where I'll be like, Hey, what's up? And just, like literally, we'll just yep. keep talking to there. It's fucking weird, man. I'm like, it's, it's like we've built it's an antisocial cult culture around yeah. the world now. Yeah. Like, you and don't have you, to talk to anybody anymore. Like, you don't yeah, have to in person. Exactly. And then there are echo chambers like Twitter that you know they keep saying the same stuff over and over. And uh, you know, absolutely. you you hear you hear something long enough, you're eventually going to believe it, regardless of how stupid it might be. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So. Um, side, did you have any more questions for for Hayden? Because I I had one more, but it's not related to this. Nah, just when can you come back on? Dude? Yeah, <laughs> we were gonna need you. We're gonna need to do a follow up yeah. on 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 how this goes. But yeah, absolutely. So my last question. Um, so now putting you on the spot here because this yeah. episode will come out after Sunday. Are are the Raiders gonna beat the Giants? Oh, I like that question. Um, yeah. So you have. So if you whatever your prediction is, well, by the time anybody yeah. hears it, the result is already known. So that's why I like this. Yeah, you, you know, I weird week I, to predict. I, I, no, weird I, I, week. Do, I do think yeah. I do think they win, but I don't think it's going to be you know straightforward. Um, but I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw a similar um, a, a games where you know it's twenty four to fourteen or something along those lines. I don't think the Giants are that good. No, um, they're missing a lot of key talent. Yeah, the COVID um, got them pretty good this week too. Exactly. And then Barkley's out this week. Um, is he out? Yep, he's out. He's ruled he's been, out. Okay, good. Ruled out. Yeah, good. didn't practice today. I know it was up in the, the air. Facility. Love yeah, it. No, he's yeah. out. So, um, you know, the, you look at the Raiders, apart from rugs, and, you know, that whole thing is just so fucked up. Like, it's just. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so you, bad. You can't make it up. I mean, seriously. We finally hit on of, a first rounder, and then he fucking decides exactly. to just go. In the go, space yeah. of three weeks, we've got the John Gruden situation, and now this. Uh, and yeah. you just, you're like. The, the odds of that happening for any other team except the Raiders, it must be. You know, one in, <laughs> no, one it's, in a it's, it's a black cloud. And Darren Waller exactly. slipped on somebody's ankle the other day. It's like, what is going on? Like, yeah, like bizarre. Yeah. yeah. What yeah, is happening? Yeah. I, I, I've gone to about a dozen games, um, a dozen Raider games in the last 15 years. Where like do you know what, what stadium do you normally go to? Uh, well, you, mainly I, was, I would go to the Coliseum. Oh, so you'd go all the, I guess that's actually closer to you. Yeah, that would make well, sense. Well, no, I, I have been to the Coliseum a number of times. I went to St. Louis um, when they lost 52 to nothing. Oh, God. I, remember I was that there. Yep, Trey I was Mason there. just running the ball down us. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yep. that. Um, Oh, that was a, that was a <laughs> that very sucks bad to fly all the way that far for yeah. I, I had food poisoning as well. Oh, that's I, cool. I, I, yeah. I could not Oof. eat for about that's just three a, weeks. Welcome to the Raider I, fan experience. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was. <laughs> I'm throwing up in my seat and oh, we're yeah. shut out. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And um, yeah. I've, I've traveled with the team to Miami. So I met, coincidentally, I met with the team. Tra- well, I traveled, I didn't travel with the team. I stayed with the team and then I traveled on the bus with the team to the game and I was on the sideline for the whole game. Uh, what? But so, yeah, it was the pretty, Miami. Pretty, so that means we got our ass kicked. Um, that was this, that was, um, they lost 34 to 14. It was the same week that yeah. McClain got um, arrested. <laughs> yeah. In with the greatest, with the greatest, <laughs> yeah, with the, the greatest, greatest smile picture of ever. The yep. greatest picture ever of a guy being put into a cop car ever of all time, yep. uh, Ronaldo McLean. I'm going to pull it up just because. Yeah, pull this up. Some people might not uh, uh, might not know this picture. 
it's very old. I I was very high on Rolando McLean. I loved I loved the pick when he came out. But he this dude, oh no, anyway, and he was he was solid. Like he was solid. But this picture where he's uh he's getting he's yeah. getting like right there. He's just he's smiling going into uh, uh going yeah going in going into the cop car right there. Like he's just he's just and and what he did. Um, and I, you know, whatever, I don't know what this, it's been a quite a long time. He like held the gun to someone's head. I think you like owed him money and he just shot around like next to the guy's ear next and the guy like ear, lost yeah. hearing. Like it was yeah. just like, yeah, it was just, oh my God, that's the only, you know, I'll tell you a nugget from that game though, because I was on the sideline, I got to see the, the uh, defensive Chuck Bresnahan. He had the, and mm. the play chart on yeah. the, what was interesting on the play chart, you can actually see he has a depth chart listed of and it's um specific to that game so mm-hmm. each game there's a new play um right. like play sheet that's um delivered and on the defense mclean was not listed on that depth chart the guy that was meant to start in the middle that week was aaron curry and and daryl blackstock was meant to um, be the backup all of a sudden the night before that all changed and hugh jackson overrode everything because McLean suddenly came back into the facility and the team didn't want him there, but Hugh Jackson overrode him and Hugh Jackson said, he's going to start. And that's when the team started to lose the locker room for Hugh Jackson, because they got smashed the shit out of him that game. And then it all went downhill from there. And that was the year we got Tebowed and everything. Right. Wasn't that the year? Was Uh, that the year? 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That was the year where Tebow, where they were up big on Tebow and then eight and eight won the division, the eight and eight Broncos. All right, they had something like that. It was like eight and eight, yeah, and the eight, Raiders. Eight and, eight, eight and that and eight was where Palmer threw the pick against the Chargers yep. to to lose the game. Yeah, okay, yeah, that was one of the yep. worst years ever. Yeah, that was that was that was a bad one. Those are always worse than like the the picking number one overall years. Those, those are always the worst ones. But definitely, yeah. Uh, anyway, we can win. I think, uh, I think we, I think we yeah. win, and um, I, I think this year I, I wouldn't be surprised if ten wins gets the division. But I obviously worse. We'll and, see. Um, yeah, we'll see. It's it, they're they're not. It, they have the good. They have a good. Uh, like I, I like their next two opponents for this situation. I'll say that much. I like yeah. playing two kind of struggling teams. I mean, we saw them both play each other, Giants and KC, and they just it wasn't. Yeah, the good. Chiefs are not good. This yeah, year. they're yeah they're not, or at least right now they're not good. I still feel like I still feel like they're gonna have that weird like three game stretch where they look inc- insane. But I hope that doesn't happen. So. um Anyways, man, I appreciate you joining us. I know we've been talking about no, this one pleasure, for a while. Me on, for a man. while, he he reached out to me. He's like, "Dude, I know my shit about Australia. Please have me." I'm like, "You know what? You're right." Like, I'm like, you, you oh, yeah. I was like, "You know what? Like, I don't know anybody else." Because I, I remember I was like, "I need to find someone from Australia." And he's like, "Dude, I'm a Raider fan, but I like know my stuff. I'm Australian." And I was like, "You know what? You're right." So like, you know, and then he proved himself correct here. So that's very good. Oh, yeah. um, we'll have to have you on again sometime because that was really cool. Because uh, uh, just. I, I like watching videos of, of things happening in other countries, but I like talking to people that are there. It's it's I actually value anecdotal experience. Like I, I think it's really good. That's why I'm not yeah. the biggest I'm not the biggest science guy so. because I do like to see what other people see around them and like interactions people have with other people. I feel like sometimes that is strong, coupled with the science that we know uh, yeah. about about completely certain agree. Yes, yeah. so, yeah. science can provide an overview for a general population, but science can't provide a prediction of what's going to happen to you with a a sample of one. Damn. Yeah. I don't even want to say anything after that. I say I'm saying yeah. something now that I just, that's, that's it. That's it right there. That's perfect. Uh, so, Hayden, I don't oh, yeah. know if you want people to find you. I don't know if you have anything to promote, but if you want to say anything right now, if I don't, I know you, I have you on Twitter. I don't know if you want to blow your Twitter up right 
Like yeah, that. sure. Look, if you want to follow me on Twitter, um, my username is at HB Nadoni. That's spelled N-A-D-O-L-N-Y. I'm sure Glenn will um, put that up in, in the feed anyway. But yeah, if you want to follow me on there, a lot of Raider stuff. Um, yeah. A bit of political stuff, but um, a lot of COVID stuff as well. But um, yeah, if you want to follow me on there, more than happy to talk to all of you. Dan's Sounds good. Open. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. Great, great episode. Great talk. We'll do it again sometime. Thanks, Hayden. I appreciate it. Everybody, sure. uh, we're at Glenn. Uh, we're at Rare Candy Pod One. I'm at Glenn Rockney. He's at Crypto Sci. Uh, follow us. We got a lot of stuff coming up. It's gonna be really fun. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Yeah.